Hello and welcome to the Healed with Alyssa podcast. I am so excited for you guys to learn more information from me. This podcast is going to be all about helping heal your child and your family naturally without drugs or surgery. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to today's episode on Healed with Alyssa podcast. I am Alyssa. I am a holistic nurse practitioner that left the Western medicine system after my son was injured from V's. So today's episode, I will be talking about picky eating. This is a big issue that I'm seeing today with kids and their health. And this is another big thing that people bring their children to me for. We're going to get into talking about the different causes that I see in my practice and then just some natural ways that we can help with picky eating. So first, let's get into the causes. Um, so a lot of times people come in, their kids are only only eating a few foods, right? Like five or six foods. They're you know, not eating any meat. They're not eating vegetables. They just want to eat pizza and breads and pastas and you know, breaded chicken nuggets. So these um, are the common things that I see when people bring their kids to me. So some of the causes that I see are food sensitivities, right? So if they are sensitive to wheat, let's say, and that's all they're eating, then that can cause them to become more of a picky eater, right? So I know it's very hard to get children to change their diet, especially if they are sensitive to, you know, say gluten, for instance, you know, or wheat. But we always say, like, take it slowly, take it one step at a time, try to make small changes. And um, yeah, so the biggest food sensitivities that I see in my practice are definitely grains. I talk about this a lot. Grains, so that would be a lot of breads, wheat, oats, corn, and rice. Those are probably number one food sensitivities I find besides, obviously, sugar is another one that most people are sensitive to, and that one we just generally need to reduce the amount. Also, I find food dyes to be another food or ingredient, we could say that, or chemical, I should say, is a better word for it, um, to be that kids are very sensitive to this. So when, you know, we bring the toxic load down of the food they're eating, then a lot of times they can uh, enhance their diet. I have some patients who come to me who eat a really clean diet, but maybe they're eating a ton of legumes, right? So legumes are like beans and their body is sensitive to beans. And that could be why they're not eating a ton of other food. So I have some patients who we found whatever they were sensitive to and remove that from their diet and they become a very happy, happier eater. The next cause that I find is organ dysfunction. So I talked about this before. Um, a big organ that I see causing picky eating is the gallbladder. Okay. The gallbladder is probably the number one organ I find on most people, um, not just kids, but adults that is not functioning properly. And 
I mean, no one really talks about the gallbladder so much, and this is such an important organ, and it's very, very small. So this is an organ that helps you digest your food, helps you digest your fat. Uh, Some symptoms relating to the gallbladder are, you know, diarrhea, constipation, bloating, gas, acid reflux. So IBS. Those are the common GI complaints, and most of those are linked back to the gallbladder, um, but you're never going to hear a GI doctor linking that back to the gallbladder. They're only going to look at a gallbladder if the person is in active distress, pain, and they think they have stones, right? That's generally the only time you'll hear about a gallbladder is when they're having a gallbladder attack and they're getting their gallbladder removed. So um, so the gallbladder is probably the number one organ I find that is not functioning properly in most children and adults. And it is really important to help us digest our fats, to help us even digest our proteins if we're not. So the gallbladder releases bile and bile is so important to help with hormones as well. So, you know, I see a lot of kids coming in with hormonal imbalances because they're not digesting their fats correctly. And if you're not digesting your fats correctly, that can affect your brain, right? Your brain thrives on fat. Your brain needs fat. Hormones need fat, right? Also, your eyes, your oral health, is fat is really important for your gums and your oral health as well. So if you're not digesting your fats correctly, this can lead to further issues with your health. Also the bones, right? The bones need fats. So bones and teeth are the same, right? Teeth are bones. Um, So this is like with the older population and they have like osteoporosis, but they have chronic gallbladder issues, right? This is not like diagnosed by their medical doctor, but they have chronic gallbladder issues. And this is why, because they're for 30, 40 years, they're not digesting their fats appropriately. And that will lead to issues down the road. So this is why we want to address these things at the youngest age as possible so we can get them on the right path, make sure they don't have these issues down the road um, and set them up for success down the road. Um, Next is lack of enzymes. So when someone comes into me, we test, we have two different spots that we test our digestive enzymes. One is for help digesting carbohydrates, so like breads and pastas, even fruits, vegetables. Vegetables are carbohydrates. And and then we have another enzyme point that tests for the acid level. So if there is enough, they're making enough acid. And um, so, yeah, if they're not, if they don't have enough enzymes to break down those foods, Kids are very intuitive in the sense where they'll be like, they're, they'll just reject it. Their body just says, I, I can't digest this food, so I'm just not going to eat it. So sometimes they just need some further enzymes um, to help that. So my favorite supplement for kids to help these two causes, um, to help a little bit with the, the, um, the protein digestion and also with the fat and help the gallbladder is CXLB. So I will post the link in the show notes. This is a a liquid that I use with a lot of kids and this helps with the gallbladder and this also helps to digest fats appropriately. Sorry, not fats appropriately, but also 
protein because this does have a little bit of HCL, which is acid, help with digestion of protein, which is very important for children who are growing and they need a lot of protein for healing and growing. Next is toxin. <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to go an episode without talking about toxins. Um, yeah. So what are the causes of picky eating? Lately, I've been seeing a lot of times people, kids will become picky after an illness, right? So maybe they had a stomach bug or they had a, a virus of some sort and then they were fine before and then after that they just became super picky and they're just not eating anymore. So that can be a toxin, right? You know, if you saw my other episodes, I talked about how um, viruses are toxins, right? So toxins can cause trouble with eating and only wanting certain foods. Also, sometimes a stomach bug can be parasites, so parasites are another cause for picky eating, right? So everyone is a little different, right? So these are just all the different causes that I look for when someone has picky eating. So parasites are another one. Also mold. So if the person is chronically living in mold, that can also cause picky eating. And why is that? Is because going back to the gallbladder, mold likes to harbor in the gallbladder, so makes that bile really thick and not working properly, and that can cause digestive issues, can cause picky eating as well. Um, next is heavy metals. So heavy metals, just overall toxic load, heavy metals from Vs, heavy metals just from environmental toxins, those can all cause picky eating. Uh, and then also another big one I find is glyphosate. So back to the bread situation, right? Bread is loaded with glyphosate. And but why is that? Is because when they go to harvest the wheat plant, they spray it with Roundup to kill the plant to make it easier for them to harvest. And then they harvest it. So basically what you're eating is just glyphosate. And glyphosate is a big cause for um, gluten sensitivities, I see glyphosate a lot of times having issues with people with celiac disease, right? So a bread is very inflammatory to the body. Gluten, wheat is very inflammatory to the body. So if we cut back on the bread that we're eating, the, the glyphosate level can come down and then sometimes we see picky eating get less, okay? And then um, also we get these toxins from the water. So I talk again about the distilled water. So distilling your water removes 99% of toxins in the water. So what I find a lot in the water is pesticides. So that's glyphosate, which is Roundup. I also find uh, radiation, radioactive elements, heavy metals. I actually have found a lot recently in my patient's water parasites in their water. And some of them are even from the Berkey filter. Uh, some of them are even from reverse osmosis filters. Some of them are even from like the fridge filter. So I've been finding a lot of parasites in the water in 
this country. <laughs> so just because we don't live in a third world country does not mean we're not being exposed to parasites because we are. Um, next thing that can cause picky eating, and this is not really in my wheelhouse, but I see this a lot, is tongue ties, right? So tongue ties can affect the, you know, the oral motor issues with the mouth. And this, you would see more people, kids like having texture issues, you know, things like that. So absolutely tongue ties can cause picky eating as well. So if your child has picky eating and you think something has to go on with like maybe a structural issue, right, then I would definitely have them evaluated for tongue tie by a preferred provider. So I talked about this in my colic episode, but you don't just want to go to your pediatrician because pediatricians are not trained to fully diagnose a tongue tie. You need to go to someone that is trained specifically for this. Um, So sometimes it's a speech language pathologist. Sometimes it's um, a pediatric dentist that specializes in tongue ties. And you also want to get the tongue tie released with a laser. You do not want to get it done by scissors. I have seen a lot of people that need revisions, which means that they reattach after they have scissors because the scissors are not effective enough to fully remove the tongue tie. Also, if your child has had tongue tie release and you didn't do any therapy after, it's really important to make sure you're doing therapy after. So, you know, going to the chiropractor, doing cranial sacral work, doing some kind of body work after is so important. I can't stress that enough. Uh, I learned that the hard way with my child and it's so important. Um, So next we'll talk about the different things to help with picky eating. So number one is not in my wheelhouse, but you know, this definitely can help with picky eating is food therapy, right? So going to a specific um, therapy place that does feeding therapy. I know they are a different class. They have group classes, they have individual, but it is important to help get therapy as well. So I do find that my, you know, some of my older kids who are picky eaters, they often need therapy because this is a habit and it is hard to get rid of this habit by doing detoxing alone, right? So this is going to be like your 12, 11-year-old, your, you know, 10-year-old might be more difficult than like three or four-year-old or five-year-old. We see, I see a lot of good success with the, you know, the two, three, four-year-old, five-year-old, but the, you know, the older kids, I do see that a lot of times they do need feeding therapy on top of doing a detox and supporting their body. Not for everyone, but, you know, when we get to a point, sometimes I do say, you know, I think it's really time we consider doing some kind of therapy. Now, I don't do the therapy, but I will refer them to someone even locally in their area to help with that. Um, So next is we want to look at detoxing the body. So whatever toxin has showed up, we want to look at getting it out. So if it's mold, we want to detox the mold. If it is parasites, we want to get those parasites out. If it's heavy metals or environmental toxins, we want to get those out, right? Decreasing the toxic load on the body. So toxic load is a big reason why pig eating occurs. Um, And then we want to, you know, 
improve the diet, right? On a slow gradient, right? Um, you know, for especially for older kids, it's going to take a lot longer because once again, this is more of a habit for them and they're used to eating a certain way. And then one day all of a sudden you're like, oh, just kidding. We're not eating any of this food anymore. Now we're going to eat all vegetables. Like they're going to look at you and be like, yeah, okay. So I can't stress enough how important this is to do at a young age, especially if they're already a picky eater. Because guess what? When they're becoming 20 years old in their teenage years, that's not getting better. It's only going to get worse. And and this is going to set them up for issues into their adulthood and things like that. So we need to make sure we get this addressed at a young age so that we can help them naturally. Um. And then some, you know, as I said before, the CXLB by itself sometimes just helps kids with picky eating. Another enzyme I like to help kids break down their um, carbohydrates is called Multizyme. This is from Standard Process. I will link this in the show notes. This um, is a comprehensive enzyme that helps to break down sugars and it is a capsule. So for kids, I do open it and then put it on their food. Um, when you're taking these type of supplements, you want to make sure they're given with food because if not, then they're not going to help digest their food, right? The purpose of this is to help them further digest their food, help them with their digestion. And then for support to help with like proteins and fat, I do love the CXLB from Systemic Formulas. I will link that also in the show notes. And this is a really great supplement. So when you purchase the either the heavy metal or the parasite detox for kids, which I will link those also in the show notes, those come with this product, the CXLB. So I love to pair that with it because that helps with drainage of the liver and the gallbladder, but it also provides some support for breaking down proteins and fats. So it is really, really great. And then also, you know, just cleaning up the water. So drinking distilled water instead of drinking tap water or bottled water, because even the bottled water is going to have toxins in them. And then, yeah, just regards to, you know, introducing new foods, I recommend, you know, not putting any stress on it, just like putting it out, maybe you eating it in front of your child, putting it on a plate, no, like no stress about it. Because when you put them, make them stressed or, you know, you're like, oh, just try this and I will give you this. Like that, that is not a good route to go when you're trying to introduce new foods to a picky eater. Um, so definitely just like laying it out, no pressure. And it might take three weeks of laying out, you know, say it's carrots and just laying out carrots for three weeks. And then maybe at the third week, they are like, oh, you know what, maybe today I'm going to take a bite. And even when they take a bite, like just ignore it. Don't make a big deal about it. Um, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not a food therapist, but um, I've done a lot of uh, research and learning about, you know, different ways of, you know, feeding children and I I really love doing baby-led weaning for children because I think this really promotes their independence with eating. They can choose what they want to eat and just not forcing them to eat anything, right? When you're force-feeding them with a spoon, it's basically like, oh, here we go. Here's your food. But when you are doing more of like a baby-led weaning, they have 
the, um, you know, they can choose what they want to eat and they can, um, yeah. So that's why I love baby and weaning and not putting any pressure on your child when they are eating or trying a new food. So that is all I have for today's episode. I want to thank you all for listening and I will see you on the next episode. Have a great day. If this podcast episode resonated with you, please share it with another mother or another family who's going through similar issues. And if you could please leave us a review and a rating, it would mean the world to me. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode.